So I'm Dr. Emily Kybird. I'm a chiropractor. I help women with Hashimoto's learn how to work out without the burnout. We are currently in the middle of the thyroid revolution, which is a five-day challenge. There are three workouts, thyroid strong style, shorter, longer rest breaks, a little bit heavier on the weights so that we are getting that muscle fatigue. Two recovery workouts. They are not foam rolling. They are not stretching. They are doing it thyroid strong style for my 14 years of being a chiropractor and seeing a lot of overuse injuries and seeing how yoga can create ligamentous laxity, especially if you already have a predisposition to joint uh, ligament issues already. And then there's two master classes. We already did one, how to eat to lose weight with Hashimoto's. And then on Thursday, we're going to do environmental toxins that add to the inflammatory load and weight gain with Hashimoto's. So we're going to talk about mold, mycotoxins, parasites, obesogens, which is a newer category that came out in 2017, um, as well as endocrine disruptors, heavy metals, and pesticides. If you want to sign up, you haven't signed up, go to this link, dremilykyberg.com forward slash rev. And I wanted to uh, answer some questions today. So someone emailed me and she was like, how about this vitamin D supplementation? I go, great. Test your values first. You want to be um, between 60 and 80 is optimal. 30 is above FDA values. When I was first diagnosed, I had a vitamin D of 18. Vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin. It's not like vitamin C, where the excess, you just pee out. Vitamin D is fat-soluble, so it gets stored. The excess gets stored in your tissues, and you can overdose on vitamin D. However, it is very, very rare. And vitamin D across the board is standardized. I wouldn't spend a ton of money to get, like, a nicer vitamin D. Vitamin D across the board is pretty standard. If I was going to spend my money on something, it would be on a high-quality omega supplement. I really love Designs for Health in terms of an omega supplement. So, like, we only have so many resources and funds. Ideally, they would be unlimited for our health, but sometimes they're limited. So, uh, for example, when it comes to supplements, spend your money on a high-quality omega, not on like a fancy vitamin D. Another question that got, came up, I'm a hot mess. I'm super overwhelmed with my Hashimoto's diagnosis. Where should I start? And I like to start with getting your thyroid dialed in, getting your adrenals dialed in, and then getting your gut health dialed in. I'm going to share this image. I shared this last week. This is the Hashimoto's trigger trifecta. The trifecta is genetics. Your mother, your sister has Hashimoto's. Maybe your dad has an autoimmune condition. Men having Hashimoto's is a little bit more rare. But on Monday, I'm going to drop a podcast with my friend, Dr. Jade Tita, on his experience as a male and a naturopathic physician living with Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism. The other two components of this trigger trifecta are leaky gut, gut hyperpermeability, intestinal lining hyperpermeability, that intestinal lining is allowing things to pass through that shouldn't. And then those things get into the bloodstream and then your body is attacking those foreign objects that pass through the gut, like undigested food, viruses, bacteria, fungi, that would ideally get repelled by the gut lining and then just passed out through the stool. So that's the second piece. And then the last piece, which we're going to talk about on Thursday, are the stressors, mold, mycotoxins, parasites, heavy metals, endocrine disruptors, obesogens, 
which is a newer term, came up around 2017, but the functional medicine community is talking about it more, as well as trauma. It could be emotional trauma, physical trauma, uh, just getting hip surgery and recovering from that. Those are all stressors. So when you're first starting with your Hashi journey, I would say get your thyroid labs in check, get your medication optimized, which is going to be a six to eight week journey unto itself. It takes about eight weeks, six to eight weeks for your thyroid meds to stabilize and then you recheck. So if you were at a conventional medicine doc and they were like, here's your meds, see you in six months, ideally they would check your meds every four to six weeks. So that's the first piece. The second piece is starting to address any sort of adrenal fatigue, adrenal insufficiency, adrenal issues. And the way we do this is by optimizing the big three, your sleep, your food, and your workout. And each of those are a journey, right? So optimizing your food, that might be uh, doing an elimination diet for six weeks, eliminating the seven big offenders, reintroducing them one by one for every three days. So day one to three, gluten. Day four to six, dairy. Day seven to nine, on and so on and seeing which ones are offenders and then tailoring your eating habits to that prioritizing protein um, making sure you're hitting 30 grams per meal if you don't know what that looks like there's a instagram post on it as well as i just talked about in the master class if you haven't joined the master class you can join it there if you have joined, let me just add this here and you want the replay. It is this link. Super fancy, right? So all the workouts and all the replays are there. Um, and then, so that's the eating piece. And I would, to make it really simple, I would just eat protein and veg. 30 grams of protein per meal, hitting some fiber. The second piece I would dial in is making sure you're not overeating. Tracking with chronometer would be a great way to do that. And then, so those are kind of the feeding piece of the big three. The workout piece of the big three, if you're more deconditioned, is starting to work up to eight to 10,000 steps per day. I would increase my walking capacity by about 10 to 15% per week. So don't just go and run a 5K or try to. Or go and try and walk 10,000 steps when you normally walk 2,000 steps. You want to create some progressive overload to avoid overuse injury. The second piece about working out is then starting to integrate a resistance training program. So working up to three days a week, ideally thyroid strong style. So on the heavier side, lower reps. Like this morning, the most reps we did in the thyroid revolution was eight but the majority of the reps were five and some of the reps were three. So if you're doing like three sets of 15, you might be doing too much. If that's too much and your body will let you know, you got to work up to that. So maybe you do one day of resistance training a week and then you work up to two days. Maybe you start with 15 minutes of body weight and then slowly start to integrate weights. I have a program for that. It comes out next Monday, Thyroid Strong, The Ultimate Beginner, the Total Transformation Program. It's literally like walking you through body weight, then lightweight, then heavier weight. 
And they're 15 minute programs, 15 minutes for the first six weeks. And then they move on to 20 to 30 minutes the second six weeks. Progressive overload, building our resilience is way slower than we probably have tolerance for or would like. You know, I'm a New Yorker at heart and I'm let's go, let's go. But if I want to do it in a way where I can sustain my energy since that I am present and have energy for my kids and be a patient mother and not a cranky mommy and mean mommy, then I do it slower than you probably would think. Um, so that's the workout piece. So we talked about the eating piece. We talked about the workout piece. The third piece is sleep. So sleep, um, ideally you'd get eight hours. You'd wake up at the same time every day and you get sun on your face for 30 minutes not through a window, but direct sunlight to reset your circadian rhythm so that your cortisol in the morning is high. And then as the day goes on, it lowers. When people are like, oh, I have high cortisol. You're like, oh, great. Is that in the morning? Because that's actually healthy. But if it's in the evening, then we're not so healthy. So think of cortisol like the sun. It's our motivation hormone that gets us out of bed. And then as the day goes on, it lowers. And then melatonin as the evening comes is like the moon and the moon is rising and it puts us to sleep. So like cortisol, like the sun, melatonin, like the moon. Um, and so if you are fatigued all day and then you go to bed and you're physically tired, but your mind is like, you're wired, you might have some cortisol dysregulation. So trying to wake up at the same time every day, get sun on your face. I would adjust my coffee. I know my coffee changes my energy in the afternoon. If I drink moldy coffee, I am crashing it too. If I drink purity coffee, then I'm not crashing. Fun. Um, and um, so purity coffee. And the other thing I would think about is taking something like um, magnesium L3-inate that actually crosses the blood-brain barrier and creates this sense of calm everything's okay so that or, or a different magnesium supplement but i really love um, bio optimizers or just magnesium l3 and e so dial in the big three right because if we know that these are the triggers boop, move this over here if these are the triggers we only have so much control over our genetics. Not so much. Have you ever heard that saying, genetics loads the gun, the environment like leaky gut and stressors pulls the trigger. So genetics, you can't control too much, but you can control the environmental stressors. And the stressors would include emotional stress, mental stress, not sleeping, as well as leaky gut, as well as these other ones that we'll talk about on Thursday. And so you want to create this baseline of health this um this foundation of health by addressing food workout sleep and when you address those then you have this foundation of health to take on do you have mold exposure and mycotoxin exposure and you could do a mold protocol which requires binders and sauna and liver support supplements and mitochondrial supplements and if you don't have the big three, the sleep, the workout, and the eating in check, it is going to be brutal. It is going to feel terrible. You're going to feel like you were hit by a bus. On Thursday, we're going to talk about in the masterclass how 
when you lose weight and if you have toxins stored in your adipose tissue, your fat tissue, when you lose weight, those toxins are released. The toxins, if they are not bound to, then just get recirculated and reuptaked in the system. And that's why a lot of women, when they start to lose weight, feel terrible, like they've been exposed to something toxic, probably because it was stored in their adipose tissue and they were getting exposed. More than just like, I'm hungry. It's like, I have a headache. I have a migraine. I have full body aches. I have fatigue. And all I'm trying to do is put myself in a caloric deficit. So we're going to talk about that on Thursday. If you haven't joined the masterclass to get access to the link, it is this. It is, if you want to join, it's dremilykybird.com. Hold on, let me fix this. Forward slash rev. Right there. There you go. Um, so we're halfway through, but that's okay. You can join and you can watch the replays. There was a workout on Monday, a workout on Wednesday, a recovery workout on Tuesday, and a masterclass on Monday. So four pieces that, you know, you could probably watch the workouts and the recovery within an hour. So each workout is about 30 minutes. The recovery workout's about 15 minutes. And then the masterclass was an hour, but then I stayed on for another hour to answer everyone's questions. And that is really, I want to put out content that is free, that is better than people's paid content. And part of that process is answering every question until the end. Hence, a two-hour masterclass. (laughs) One hour teaching, one hour answering questions. Do you ladies who are on now have any questions? So tomorrow we're going to talk about environmental toxins um, as well as, hold on one sec. I'm going to pull up my PowerPoint. I'll give you like a little sneak peek. Give me one sec. Um, One sec. Okay. Let me share my screen. Okay. So environmental toxins. Going back to this idea, they love fat. They get stored in the adipose tissue. They get stored in the fat as a defensive mechanism to protect us from these toxins circulating in our blood. Over time, these toxins kind of like drip release, and this will create this kind of like low-grade ongoing exposure, which could lead to chronic inflammation. So if you feel like you're kind of like water weight, puffy, holding onto fat, holding onto belly fat, This could be one of the reasons why, not the only one, especially if you're going through menopause and there's a decrease in estrogen that could also affect that kind of abdominal adipose distribution. The body can burn fat as energy, but it cannot burn chemicals as energy. So fat-soluble toxins end up getting resorbed into the body. So as we're starting to address these toxins, when we we lose weight rapidly, these toxins flood the body beyond what our detox organs can handle. And our detox organs are our kidneys, our liver, and um, our intestines, our gut. This is why people feel terrible when they lose weight, one of the reasons. And if our detox pathways can't handle and um, dump these toxins, they will get resorbed. So what do we need to do first before we start to deal with toxins? We need to start opening up our drainage pathways. We need to start sweating. Whether that's jumping in a sauna, which I just did last night, favorite thing in the world, and then I cold plunge, this contrast therapy. 
A sauna will put you into the parasympathetic. And then once you get out, it puts you back into the sympathetic. And then you go to a cold plunge and it increases your sympathetic. And then it puts you back into the parasympathetic once you get out. It's kind of like this cool contrast, not only of temperature, but of um, our nervous system regulation. Exercise, get that sweat like we did this morning. Pooping, you could use magnesium, colonics, coffee enemas. Coffee enemas are great for increasing our glutathione production, which is our own kind of master antioxidant, which you want when you're dealing with chemicals like this. Draining the lymphatics, massage, rebounding. These are two great resources, Perry Nicholson, as well as Caitlin Chazowski. And then liver and bile duct support, castor oil packs. One of my favorite castor oils is Queen of Thrones, as well as we're going to talk about supplements tonight. So that's a little preview of what the beginning of the masterclass is going to look like. From there, we're going to move into five to six different environmental toxins that could be bombarding our body. And if you're like, I don't have any environmental toxins, you can test it with a Great Plains Lab um, tox test and see. I think Great Plains Lab just got renamed as Mosaics. Um, but you, you can test about 173 different chemical compounds in the body and see what comes up. There are little, there are literally um, babies who get born and then they test the placenta and they found they find microplastic particles in the placenta. And we're not talking about developing countries. We're talking about like right here in the States. So I think it's nice to have the tools to be opening up our detox pathways, knowing what we could be exposed to, how to test for it. And then how to treat it, which we're going to talk about to, uh, tomorrow night in the masterclass. And if you've done hashtag all the things, you've taken your thyroid medication and you don't feel better. You feel like you're constantly fatigued, yet you're doing all the things. This might be the piece that is missing because oftentimes conventional medicine doesn't believe in this, that they believe that like our detox pathways do what they do and everyone's detox pathways are equal. Well, that's not true. You know, I have firsthand experience uh, gut dysbiosis, mold toxicity, parasitic infection, heavy metal, which I'll show my labs tonight and how to read them, what they look like, um, and then what to do about that, uh, as well as um, what else did I go through? Uh, I have current mold exposure. Just did a My Michael lab to pick up the antibodies for to see, okay, what's current exposure versus past exposure. So I'll show you all those labs and then what to do about it. Beginnings of a supplement protocol, detox protocol, which, you know, if we like to think our journey is smaller, ah, can I be healed already? Took me about nine months just to start to get my energy back and then about a year and a half to go into remission, which is probably quicker than most because I caught my Hashimoto's early. A mold detox protocol unto itself is about three months. Supplements, sauna, binders. So you got to put your head in the right mind space of like the people who are most successful. I just had Jolene Brighton on the podcast. It's going to come out in two weeks. She has a book out called Is This Normal? Ta-da! And she talks about on the podcast, the people who are most successful on their autoimmune journey are the ones who are slow and steady. They are not the ones that want the quick fix or the quick pill. And yes, thyroid replacement therapy and hormone 
replacement therapy, especially if you're going through menopause or perimenopause, will make you feel so much better. But it's the people who go slow and steady and integrate and build it into a lifestyle versus stay inconsistent and just try and get better quicker because usually they feel worse. Probably from the toxin. Part of it is like the toxins getting released too fast. So I just wanted to throw that out there. So if you haven't signed up for the thyroid revolution, we are in the middle of it. Don't worry. If you haven't joined yet, it's not too late. Sign up here. You will get emails. And if you sign up and you don't get an email, just shoot me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. Um, This is all the, the information I wish I knew at the beginning of my Hashimoto's journey, but I didn't. So giving it to you now. And then just know this trifecta, if you go the conventional route, it is get diagnosed, here's your medication, check back with you in six to 12 months to see how you're doing and to see if your labs are worse or your symptoms are worse versus starting to address gut health and then these potential environmental triggers or stressors that could be adding load to the body. Uh, I talked about this on the podcast with Jolene Brighton. I was like, where do you start? It is all overwhelming. She's like, I start with thyroid, adrenals, and gut health. And I can work on those all at the same time. And then I start to address sex hormones and insulin resistance. But she's like, I never address sex hormones first. I never address insulin resistance first. I start with the thyroid, the adrenals, and the gut. Because gut is going to affect our conversion of T4, the inactive form of thyroid hormone, to T3, the active form. The other super interesting thing in interviewing my guests, specifically Jade Tita, who's on the podcast on Monday, was he was like, if you look at the ratio of reverse T3 to T to free T3, it will help give insight into your mitochondrial function, which I thought was really interesting because there are separate um, tests you could do for mitochondrial function, but he's like, you could literally just use your thyroid labs to get insight. If your ratio of reverse T3 to T free T3 is high, you probably have some chronic inflammation. You probably have mitochondria that are dysfunctional or a lack of autophagy of those mitochondria, and you need some support. So check out the podcast coming out on Monday. All right, ladies, that's it. If you haven't joined the thyroid revolution, we are in it. It is literally how Thyroid Strong is run. It's workouts. It's lives with doctors. It's a deep dive into how to start to feel better once you've been diagnosed with Hashimoto's. So if you're not in already, and let me know if you guys have any questions, because really I'm just coming on to answer your questions for whoever shows up. You can drop them into the comments, in the Facebook comments below, and I'll see them. You can sign up for the revolution here. If you're not getting emails, shoot me a DM. If you need the replay link, it's forward slash rev replay. And just keep coming back to this. How's my gut? Do I eat and I get reflux? Do I eat and I get bloated? Am I holding on to abdominal weight? Do I poop every day? If I don't poop every day, is it a mix of constipation with diarrhea swinging on the ends of the spectrum? Those are all signs that your gut needs to get healed. Um, have I had signs of water damage? Would be I would address gut first and then start to look at stressors. Did I travel in developing countries as a 20-year-old? Why, yes, I did. I probably picked up parasites along the way, which I did. And I'll tell you how to diagnose it. Um, I used to eat a ton of sushi. Did I have 
Mercury exposure? Sure did. So start to deal with thyroid, adrenal, gut health, and then build that base of um, that foundational health of dial in your sleep, dial in how you're eating, dial in your workouts, and then start to address the environmental stressors. But I'm going to give you the information tomorrow to know how to deal with them. So if you haven't joined yet, dremilykyberg.com forward slash rev. All right, ladies. I'll see you soon.